welcome back to Slanted and a Canid, a podcast about 9-11. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a wine podcast, nope, a podcast not about wine, about wine some of the time. Yeah. I'm the Cara. Only, the only wine podcast that isn't about wine. I'm Cara Patricia. I'm Parker Story. What's up, dude? Um, I'm hanging out. I just um, I just left an event um, here in the Soma District. I was looking at uh, a bunch of naked people for about five hours. Um, it was a live drawing class um, that I was pouring wine for. Um, I was hanging out with uh, Chef Eder from Provecho, good friend of the pod and a good guy. We were um, just pouring up and slinging food to some people in the SF art community. It was a lot of fun. Why were there naked people? Why were there so many naked people? Um, they were all being drawn by the people wearing clothes. Live figure drawing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live um, and it was a it was a really fun event, actually. It made a lot of sense. Um, you think about uh, one, one of the uh, organizers was telling me that uh, one of the worst things about going to, like, art, classes is that you can't get a snack or have a drink or listen to any music so they had a really great dj and a string quartet um and a bunch of really good food and really good wine that i I curated so um it was a great time yeah yeah was it raising money for anything particular or was just like for the drawers and everything um there is painters there's an artist community over on ninth street that it was raising money for but um sketchboard the artist collective that um, my friend Natalie runs was hosting the event there in their benefit and also uh, for just the general benefit of people who like art and drinking wine and eating food. That's dope. Um, it was a lot of fun. That was the bottom third of my weekend. And uh, <laughs> the bottom third. Oh yeah, oh, yeah it's Sunday. Yeah, top it's third. Sunday. We're recording on Sundays. Yeah, it is Sunday. Top third was, you know, Friday. Um, I wasn't at the shop. That's <laughs> right, yeah. I uh, had a little small event that day, too. That was pretty wham-bam. And then I had uh, dinner at Sons and Daughters. Ooh. And um, that was cool. Who, where, who do you have dinner with at Sons and Daughters? I uh, guess. Your wife? Yeah. Oh. Um, Close. I don't know. Dr. Oh. Alexis. <gasps> It was awesome. Yes. It was a lot of fun. Alexi. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, um, he's the best. He's one of our regulars here at Decant. Yeah. He is dope. And he's been, amazing. I love him. He'd been bugging me. He wanted to talk my ear off and get drunk. We drank some 2013 Claude David. Ooh. Uh, 19 Ganavat. From Lambert. Yeah. yeah nice. Uh, had a good time. Yeah. The chef over there is pretty skilled. Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, wanting to go back there. I haven't been, I haven't been there in like. It was a good time. God, five years. One Michelin star. I allowed them to keep it, and <laughs> um, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows this, and we're not supposed to say anything about it. But Parker Story is an undercover Michelin That's inspector. Right. Michelin but, general, actually, they they made just a new the tires. Yeah, they made a new. Um, he just goes there and he like me. smashes on tires and <laughs> sees it. It's just it's not actually at the restaurant. It's at the all the cars parked in front of the restaurant. There are lots of auto shops over there on that little stretch. I don't know if I've ever seen a Michelin tire. I feel like Goodyear is really everywhere. Um, Is there other tires? I mean, those are the only two tires I think I know. Goodyear, Michelin, Firestone. Oh, yeah, Firestone. Um, 
Yeah, I, yeah, I think Schwinn. Mac Dre said Dayton's. He said fuck Michelin tires actually in a song, so I just never got Dayton's. Any. Yeah, but that's a type of tire. Yeah, mm, maybe they hold rims better. Probably, I imagine it's a big rim style tire yeah. given Mac Dre's other proclivities. Because Michelin is Recipes. probably just like, no, we don't, we don't do that. If it doesn't fit on a Peugeot, I don't care. Okay, that's dope. That's yeah, great. It was a good, good, good weekend. Um, Saturday, I mainly uh, rolled around. What were you doing? This weekend, this weekend I was I worked the whole time just slaying wine. But oh. last weekend I was in Palm Springs. Oh, true. The best place on earth. But yeah. it looked like you had a good time in Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. Was amazing. Have you ever, you haven't been down to Palm Springs yet? Have you mm -hmm. Joshua Tree and stuff? Um, so I, I feel like Palm Springs pre-pandemic was like it, it might, maybe it was like a whisper of it what what it had been mm -hmm. in a sense. Like there wasn't a ton of, there were some good solid restaurants and like bars, but there wasn't like a really good like wine culture, right. I thought, as much. Like we would go to like a deli, like a decent deli to buy decent wine, or you'd have to like go to the grocery store kind of, or like a liquor store in a sense. And then I think it's like post pandemic. Now it's like, I went to a wine speakeasy okay. that was in the Parker Hotel. Right on. Uh, it's like this beautiful like hidden resort and like the real Tony part of uh, Palm Springs. And uh, it's like you go through the lobby, past like a, another small bar, another restaurant, a beautiful lounge. It, it kind of looked like The Shining. Um, it was gorgeous, like a pop art shining. Um, and then you walk through this like secret garden, these beautiful gardens, and you find like these little statues of lions. You like turn left and it's this tiny like 12 seat bar maybe a couple of little tables and it felt like you were kind of in the basement of like a rectory of like a Catholic church. Nice. And, uh, it was just wine and it was really like everything on there. I wanted to drink like Sarah had a Mentia, and she was like, Oh, I forgot how much I like red wine. And I gotta say, even as someone who's avoided the basement of Catholic churches for most of his life, um, that sounds awesome. Yeah. There's like a confessional confession booth mm -hmm. like in there too. And, it was very beautiful and pretty, and that wasn't around for a long time before that. Right. And then there was another place I didn't go into, but it's called Hyphen, and it said it has, like, California's largest rosé collection. That's wild, and also that's a cool name. Yeah. There's another Palm Springs Wine, wine company. company. Is this teeny tiny wine shop in the back of the Mojave Trading Company or Mojave Trading Post like, store that's a bunch of different, like, designers and, like, local craft producers and things like that lots of right really on. nice clothes you know not a cheap place. oh i get you so like a mercantile situation mercantile, a bunch of different like wine in the back different place. yeah wine in the back and um it was all wine made by women queer bipoc and they had little stickers on each to say like what its identity was because it was actually kind of about like wine by identity which was interesting to see it so like that's all we do and like Here's a sticker. So it was like, it was interesting. It was cool. I mean, they had really good wines. They had a lot of wines that we carry here, but it was a very small little collection. And I was very impressed that that was in Palm Springs. Right on. Yeah, it's great. I think it has ownership interest is with Casements, the bar and the mission. I think they're the same. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Dope, dope place. I think I saw on Instagram, didn't you end up at the, the Trixie Motel too? I did right? end up at the Trixie Motel. Pretty, pretty fucking cool. It was that really, awesome. it was actually really better. Like it was better than I had thought it would be. Cause one, it's fucking expensive. Right. No joke. Like I was like, 
Like we left the Parker Hotel and I was looking up immediately, like how much does it cost to stay here? This place is like uh -huh. incredible. Like I want to have a wedding here. I want to live here. It's beautiful. And it was like the same price as the Drixie Motel, which is like a 10 room motel with like a little pool. But it was fantastic. The room was great and I had a great time. It looked extremely vibey and it was extremely vibey. Maybe this is just coordination uh, by your very astute partner, but it looked like everybody's outfits matched the hotel. That was a was that an accident? That was an accident. That's so sick because I saw a post where you said that Adam surprised you with the room. He did. And then when I saw everyone's outfits, I was like, did Adam start a group chat and tell well, everyone whole, what to wear? Because it was, was a very, surprise. Yeah, yeah. I thought it looked nice. I was like freaking out and Sarah and my cousin Catherine, you probably even heard me be like, he's taking me on this surprise vacation. He won't tell me anything about it. Yeah. And I was like having a lot of control issues because I am very much like when I take a vacation, I'm like, it's just like I, I have a shared spreadsheet with like, like you know, it's just a yeah. whole thing. I'm very, um, I'm very like annoying, but also prepared when I travel. And so I was freaking out. And finally I got him to tell me we were at least going to Palm Springs. And I like relaxed. I was like, okay, I know what to pack whatever and i completely just like bitched the whole way that we were driving there because no way five and a half hours <laughs> i drove from san francisco to lompoc where he's living right now mm -hmm. and then the next morning from lompoc to palm springs and it took so long and i was so annoyed the whole time and then we pull up to this house this cool house in palm springs and there's like a jeep wrangler in the driveway and i'm like why is there a jeep in the in the thing he's like oh he's like i think the people live here at the airbnb uh-huh and i was like i was like are they staying here with us he's like no 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 like we have the place and i was like okay mm -hmm. and then like we open the door and the first thing i see is this dumb shiba inu like hobbling towards me <laughs> wait it was yeah was dog. something wrong with the and dog? i was like well it's, it's, yeah <laughs> and i was like shiba and i was like Jun-chan? and because like she has a you know, Sarah has a, a Junchan, a oh, Shiba Inu. Yeah, okay. that's my dog. I was there. Right Understood. <laughs> and then it's like all of a sudden Sarah comes out in her underwear. And like, I was like, what are you doing here? And then I was afraid that he was going to like do some weird like surprise proposal thing. So I was like, why is my cousin? And my cousin was there too. Oh. And I was like, why is my cousin and my best friend here? I would have been afraid it was. An anniversary yeah. thing. And so immediately I was like, oh no, it's going to be some sort of proposal. But. We had a fun time. He was like, no, I just, you haven't had a, a girl's weekend this year. Uh -huh. So I wanted you to be able to have some of that because I know that you won't be able to take another vacation until after, until January. And that's wow. sweet. That's very, very cool. Yeah. And nice. then I proposed to him. So said, you did? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like really easily, just like in the pool. Casual. Like, it was like after we were on our own then at the Trixie Motel. And I was like, I was worried that you were going to like, do a surprise proposal with me. He's like, oh no. He's like, I wouldn't do that to you like this, like in front of people. And I was like, okay, good. I was like, well, like I would say yes. We've talked about this. I know. I was like, well, do you right. like, I was like, well, like, will you, will you marry me? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, for real? I was like, I was like, are you being real? I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah. So then we were like, okay. Wow. Nice. It was cute. Easy. Uh, yeah. I had a easy proposal too. I, I feel that. Yeah. Good. I think that's good. I don't like I the whole stories yeah. and the restaurants and the hiding a ring and a cake thing. I mean, like walking around somewhere and there's like some couple who's like Im implicated, like 50 people and like a situation. Like, I feel like that's entrapment. Yeah, it's crazy. Or like a basketball arena. 
<laughs> it's like, yeah entrapment it's like wild. you have to say yes and yeah. that's that's toxic mm-hmm. yeah that's toxic love it's good to be back um on the mic and with some wine that feels kind of like work let's be honest we're not biting it it's just a it's a it's really pretty. It is like a beautiful light, you know, cherry color with a moderate color. It fades out to like a nice little pinkish cherry rim. It's translucent. It's gorgeous. It's clear. It's pretty. It's it smells good. It smells very well made. Pinot Noir. Yeah, it's definitely it has mm. to be. It's one hundred percent Pinot Noir. It's definitely Pinot Noir. Um, and that's bright. great. <laughs> it's yeah. probably from Sonoma yeah. or Oregon. Right? Yeah, it's it's a little. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's, <laughs> okay. It's beautiful. The Slanted and Decanted podcast is supported by The Bottle Cult, curated clubs from Decant SF. Get $10 off your first subscription box with promo code SLANTED at decantsf.com. Okay, so I had a, um, I had an idea that um, maybe one thing that would be kind of fun to do is talk, because I feel like we're going to have some guests, and some of these guests are going to know a couple of two, three things about wine, right? Right. So I think it would be nice to kind of have someone on here that is around wine, drinks wine, but hates anybody talking about wine, hates to order wine, hates to buy things, doesn't want to think about anything, um, just makes me buy it for her. And so we are going to um, invite Sarah Rodriguez, our beautiful, talented uh, artist and um, producer of this pod, to talk a little bit about wine with us. Yeah, um, I don't know why you would want someone who doesn't like ordering wine, they're talking about wine, to give their opinion. But well, I'm also a... not sure why I'm producing this when I am not. <laughs> well, I think that's, that's actually the, better, right? That's, that's, that's the point. That's kind of the MO. You were like, let's find somebody who doesn't know how to produce a podcast to produce this podcast. Exactly. The, um, the wine thing, too, is I, I'll say this in my view, it, it's. It can be really exciting to talk about people, to, to talk to people who don't know anything about wine, about wine, like say, like if they're, you know, eager and uh, gregarious custies, um, it can yeah. also be mortifying. There's a, a huge collection of like um, very accessible like buzzwords and catchphrases that people will use to kind of navigate wine conversations that you hear over and over again. Okay. Take a sip of this wine that right. you picked for us. You know what it is. Do you remember what it is? Mm, not really. Do you remember what the grape is? Yeah. Is it a Pinot Noir? Because that's what we thought. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. Okay. So tell me, just in general, anything you know about Pinot Noir. Just anything. Like, if you're like, <laughs> anything. Just tell me anything. I know that it's tasty. Yeah. But I like it. Good. And that it's like quote-unquote easy to drink mm-hmm. okay i just feel like it's delicious i love that that's great what do you like about it other i mean you said it's easy to drink what makes it easy to drink for you it's just like consistently good mm-hmm. yeah and but then when you get a real good one you're like oh okay i get it yeah all pinot noirs are good but you, do you guys agree is that true? i don't think all pinot noirs are good but i think pinot noir yeah, has a higher true. success rate of being decent than lots of red wines but you can have really bad showings but you have had the experience of being rizzed up by a particularly good pinot noir that's what you're saying well i feel like like i've you've danced with the devil 
I mean, I don't know. Have I, Cara? You would know. Uh, yeah, you've drank I mean, some. we drank some in France. Some baller. Oh, yeah. We went to Burgundy together in yeah. 2010. Nice. I feel like that's when I really learned... Well, that's when I learned that Pinot Noir was, like, in Champagne and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then Champagne. I was, like, to Burgundy. We went okay. to... It's a, it's a good grape. Yeah, I went to Lyon. Drank a lot of Gamay as nice. well. When you're yeah, at crazy. a restaurant, right, and say, like, the sommelier or whoever, you want to order some wine with your friends. You're not with me. You have to choose the wine yourself. And your phone is dead, as usual, so you can't even take a picture of the wine list and send it to me, okay? <laughs> you're a dead phone person? Oh, yeah. Damn. I charged her phone throughout... Right on the edge. Oh my God. We we got here. First of all, we were at dinner and I looked at her phone and she had 15%. She didn't even have low power mode on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and then I, when we got here, I plugged her phone in. Right. When we were in Palm Springs, I just kept plugging her phone in for her. It's crazy to be a dead phone person who doesn't drink that much. That's just... Wild. She's always been like that, like Brand 14 chemistry. years old. That's nice. It never dies, though. That's the thing. I can ride on 1% uh, for like days. Okay, yeah. whatever. Okay, so listen. <laughs> Wine. Okay, so you're at a restaurant. I'm not there. Okay. You can't take a picture of it. You can't send it to me. How do you tell the sommelier or the server or the captain what, what you want? I will. Can I be honest? Yeah, 100%. This is my nightmare. <laughs> uh-huh. You want to know why? What? Because... I feel that I'm not getting genuine recommendations most really? of the time. Yes. Really? Why? Why? Is like if there's a like you know a server or whatever, and they're like, I'm looking at the wine list, and they're like, What do you want? And I like say something stupid, like, Oh, I like, I want something like. earthy like i don't know yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it's hard for me to say that well i'm just saying like so let's say fine. i just pull out one of those stupid it's words. not stupid whatever you know what, I, what i'm getting at <laughs> <laughs> or, or it, like no. i'm like oh i want something like dry you know or whatever they just kind of like they're not always but i feel like they're rolling their eyes and they're like they don't care so here's what i would like can i just say here's what i would like yes okay what would you like i don't want to have to like stumble see how i'm stumbling around words just trying to think of like descriptors yeah because, yeah, like, yeah. Totally. I don't, it's not normal to do that okay what i would like is them to tell me <laughs> which is what i like with you like okay say i'm ordering food yeah i want them to be like oh you're ordering food hey if you want a glass of wine this would go really well with your food uh-huh. because of this yeah I don't want to have to like hunt around and figure out what I want. I want someone to just tell me what's good and why. And then I make the decision based on what they're saying, if I want that or not, because I don't want to have to try to fumble around with words. I would prefer them to fumble around with the words and me to be like, yes or no. That is actually perfect. I I love that. I get that. I think it's a valid request. And I also know that, um, People like to be psychos and play mind games on the floor with their guests. See, you know, so like it's not it's, just me. They, people do it. I, I do it. What? <laughs> See, it's funny. Okay, no, 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 no. And listen mm-hmm. to what I'm going to do. The goal and the trajectory and the objective, which is achieved with 99.9 percent accuracy, is you getting the the perfect wine for you. But it is funny to be like. Huh. I'm like I'm 
I have to talk to this person because I'm at work. I'm going to make it interesting. Okay. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? I, I disagree. I want to... I want to find out. I want some information mm-hmm. from you yeah. as the guest of like, what do you like? Right. Wait, but why can't you just? That's part of it. Say. Well, no, that is part of it. But it's like, it's a for example, mission. it's a, it is, it's, a, it's deductive, like right? Like the guys who found all those fake weapons of mass destruction <laughs> in Iraq. Here we go. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Every time go. I'm on the floor, <laughs> I'm basically one of those guys. And and then you're coming back with a lie, and you're. Yes selling a war that doesn't exist great yeah like i did to dan yoder with that burgundy fact finding mission he's the best yeah it was great and i undersold him and then you yelled at me <laughs> for underselling him I and was, then clearly he wants to buy us an insane bottle of burgundy right now you know i have a i have i have a hard thing where i'm like i don't want to i i feel bad mm-hmm. making people spend money okay but this is this is part of the reason why because i want people to trust me right so i like to know a little bit so Maybe if like at a restaurant or even here when people come into the shop at Decant and they're like, I'm cooking a brisket tonight. I'll be like, great. Like, do you want a red wine or a white wine, rosé or bubbles? Okay. Mm-hmm. First, just to help them like narrow, help them narrow it down what they want, right? They're coming in with some sort of expectation. Okay. I want a red wine. Excellent. What are you cooking the brisket with? What are the sides? Because I am thinking about what you're eating. And then it's like, okay, let's go through. I'm going to go through with you and find three or four wines on the shelf. I'm also going to say, what's your price range? What's your budget? You don't do this? No, it's fine. I'm just, I was visualizing you saying to a person, I'm thinking about what you're eating. <laughs> it just had me laughing. I'm sorry. Well, I don't say that, but like, that's the thing. It's like, I'm trying to pair like you do them. say that. Of course. No, yeah. You say it in not yeah. so many words or maybe more words. And no, it, it does I, matter. I just get, yeah. like, what a size, what yeah, yeah. whatever. And, uh, you know, you're just trying to help someone bet on a horse. I know mm-hmm. I know what the horse has been eating. I know the rest it's getting. I know how many, right. you know, uh, finish lines it's crossed. I'm trying to help you yes. find, get that good information. So that's what I do. I go through the fact-finding mission. I like to find it. I ask the budget. Always make sure you ask Right, budget. of course. When I go out to eat, I tell the sommelier. That's number two. I'll oftentimes tell the sommelier, like, I want nothing over... $95. I want it to be white and I want it to go with at least like three of the things that are coming to the table. And they go do that. Right. And they give me two options and I pick which one I want. That's perfect. That's kind of what you should just ask them. Like, I just want somebody to go with this. Parameters are super important. And that's how I ended up drinking two of the great bottles of wine at Sons and Daughters the other night. And I did that exact thing. Yeah, I still like telling people when I'm selling them wine. Right. <laughs> so. Well, when people ask, when people come in, they say they're going to get a gift for someone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what do you know about them? I always go, well, do you like them or do you have to get them? I know that's a great, no, that's a great question. Yeah, you know, it's and you like, know, like, who's do you it want for? Them something? Is yeah. it for your boss? Is it for your dad? Yeah, yeah, Is it yeah. for like you're going to a housewarming or something that you don't Are care you about? Are you sorry about something? <laughs> completely, completely, because that definitely changes it. Yeah, yeah. And then with that, what's your price range? Like. If it's a special occasion, you're doing up to 100 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, it's amazing how people are like, you know, under 75, under 100, under 200. Right. And it's like, yeah. great. Well, that opens up the whole fucking place. I might show you a $36 bottle that's fire. Yeah. And I might also show you a $116 bottle that's amazing. But I'm giving you those options. Yeah, yeah. But I do ask, like, are they outdoorsy? I like to ask just questions like that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are they adventurous? Do they go out to eat? Do they cook? Because... Well, lots of people come in and say, I don't know anything about wine. Mm-hmm. But they know a lot more than they think they do. 
Yeah, people just don't like to yeah. feel like they don't know what they're talking about. There are many healthy inferences you can make just on like ambient knowledge you get from having been a person who drinks wine for a handful of years or, you know, eating at restaurants or talking to annoying people who work in wine. Um, Sarah, if you crave wine ever, what is it? Like, have you ever, like, gotten, needed to scratch an itch? Since it's not something that you think about or, like, super care about. Yeah. Um, if it does occur to you, like, hey, I would really like some wine, what is that wine? Like, if I want to, like, just have a little something, like, I usually will have something super light. Uh-huh. Like, because I'm not that, like, I'm like, oh, I'll just have a little taste with whatever. But if I want to, like, sit and, like, drink a bottle, that's, like, different. I'll choose something different. Well, what, and I would choose maybe something like a red and like a Pinot Noir, but like a good one. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get you. Yeah, Sarah's not um, a cheap wine drinker. If she's going to drink wine, she wants it to be like really good. Like if I, I just pour her a little rosé, she's like, Ugh. Yeah, I'm kind of like, whatever, it's fine. It's not amazing. Yeah. But, but I'll drink it and it's still, it's tasty. But sometimes she'll get a glass of something. She's like, oh, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then it's usually a red wine or like a really rich, like white. Yeah. yeah. We love rich whites here in San Francisco. Um, <laughs> there is uh, lots more to talk about. Okay. So it's great to have your insight on what it's like to be a, um, a wine novice or a custy. Yeah. Um, and it's cool that you uh, have so deftly ignored things that Kara says um, has taught you over the years um, about wine. I think that, that shows that, uh, some real fortitude in your relationship. Um, She's extremely stubborn. Yeah. That's right. She loves Bruno Valdina, though. Nice. That is true. And she loves really nice Chardonnay, as we all do. You look like you have good taste. Gavin Newsom was asked about his favorite wines. Or something like his treasure lines, and one of the so Gavin was asked, "What prize bottle of wine do you have set aside for an extra special occasion?" And he literally said first that it was like Robert Mondavi Coastal Chardonnay, right? Ten dollar <laughs> bottle, whatever, right? Nice. Yeah. And then he said, "Quote: That's my political answer, right. and I want to go on record with that being my political answer." Nice. And then he said, this is where your political consultants, I think there might be one or two here, this is where they're not going to like my answer. Right. He said his favorite bottle that is set aside for a special occasion is a bottle of 1947 Cheval Blanc that is um, currently estimated value is uh, $21,000 a bottle. Wow. And so my question is, drink it or dump it, that being his favorite wine, and also pretending he's a man of the people. Um, you know what? I have a lot of mixed feelings about Gerson Gavin. Um, I, I like that he was upfront about, um, you know, his fake proletariat wine answer, even though he did mention a Mondavi label. Um, like I'm, you know, there's no room in this segment to talk shit on Cheval Blanc at all, but you know, I'm saying I did, I, Dump it, dude. I, I, I think it's, I think, I think it's, um, the type of like, uh, label drop you do when, when you like are kind of in and around, you know, wine to the degree that that guy is. He doesn't look like a, a 
a, a real grinder. You know, he doesn't stay up, stay up late, you know, drinking wines like I do. I think he's, you know, he's he's on the sidelines. Um, I don't like that weird smile he has. That's just like the <laughs> I just had sex smile all the time. Like, that's so fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I'm just, I'm not into yeah. it. Yeah, you know, the, the Mondavi swill, that, that's a cool joke for the type of people who would be in that crowd. But exactly. yeah, when he's when he mentioned the Cheval Blanc, that is when I lowered my rifle and left the venue. <laughs> Yeah, you're I don't right. know if like, that can go on YouTube. But. It makes sense that <laughs> it, we'll makes, it makes sense that Gavin Newsom would have that. He did. He did to his credit say that he bought it about 20 years ago when it was right. you know much less expensive. I mean, 20 years ago was still 2003. Yeah, and it, so maybe not. It wasn't worth 21 thousand dollars. Maybe it was worth like 18 thousand yeah. dollars, 16 thousand dollars. I think it's interesting. I'm glad I, I fucking hate that guy. Oh. Um, hey, ironically, you know of course, if he started. <laughs> See, the thing is, what we need is, you know who invested in um, his first, rest, uh, his first, well, his first everything, 10 out of 11 of his first businesses was a Getty. You know, he, there was some money in, in, in the investment. That's why I was able to grow, et cetera. And one of the big things that he did when he was, uh, when he became a supervisor mm-hmm. was he talked about how backwards and inefficient the like planning department and the codes are mm-hmm. because when he opened Plump Jack, they told him that he had to get a, like a hand wash sink because wine counted as food. Right. And he had to have a sink and a mop sink, even though it was a carpeted wine shop. Huh. And so he. Carpet, Gavin? What? <laughs> it was 1990. It was 1992. Everything had carpet. The dentist Man. had carpet. You know, the yeah. people's bathrooms had carpet. True. But, um, and one of the things he did do, which I thought was very interesting and get, got my wheels turning, was when he was a supervisor, he was like, this is the sort of, like, bullshit that we, we got to get rid of because none of it makes sense. Yeah. Right? I mean, rich people love deregulating things. Well, also, like, he was, like, a store owner. And I could tell you right now, there's a lot of things, if I became a supervisor, that I would change yeah. about the bureaucracy and the red tape there is just to have a fucking wine shop. That being said. I governor. could also be governor one day if yeah. I can find a Getty or someone like it to just invest in my dreams. So you're dumping, you're dumping him I'm, in the Cheval Blanc. I'm dumping it. I don't like the cheeky stuff. Gavin, yeah. if you were going to talk about some Plonk, like some real fucking farmer wine that's, you know, cheap as hell and, and would have some sort of like symbolic meaning, you know, there there are many things that don't have the, the name Mondavi on them that you could have name dropped, even think, out of the, the Golden State. Do you think Gavin Newsom has ever had a pet nap? Um, yeah, because I think he hangs out with 23-year-old girls all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Okay. I love that. I love it. I love it. Um, however, I do think that it's very difficult to, like, have that sort of wealth where you have a $21,000 bottle, like, hanging out and, like, still act like you know anything about anyone that's actually lives in your state yeah other than all of the people who donate to your campaigns that's all yeah that would have been drink at my house no matter what (laughs) like also 1947 is like what what other special occasion he thinks he's gonna become president that's what he's waiting for just to watch okay all right drink it or dump it drink it or dump it let's hear it this is coming from canada a group sues a luxury fishing tour company for apparent lack of fine wine. 
A lawsuit? Yeah. Because the wine list sucked? Yeah, the wine list Love sucked. Love it. So, Let's go. Who are these people? I back them. Does it have a GoFundMe? <laughs> a group that booked a luxury fishing tour in Vancouver, British Columbia, nice. was disappointed by their experience and sued the company it hired for the occasion. Okay. Four people filed separate claims. Respect. Each person spent well over $5,000 each booking the experience, and all their allegations were the same. Mm-hmm. So... The website of the booking for what was promised to them was accommodations, five-star meals prepped by a professional chef, which includes sea-to-table meals Mm -hmm. with Dungeness crab and wild salmon, premium wines, decadent desserts, everything that you need for fishing, et cetera, et cetera. So what they found out was there was not a professional chef on board. The owner of the company was cooking for them. And instead of fine wines... It was boxed wine served in decanters. Word. <laughs> so they sued uh, uh, for this. The tribunal found that the uh, company breached the agreement by failing to provide the guides and some other things to the guests. No um, way. And the professional chef and the five-star uh, cuisine was also something that um, was breached. But they were not sure about the premium wines mm-hmm. being fine or not whether they're boxed or not. Because I think the definition for premium wine, probably, maybe this minute, is literally like anything over $14. That's what's up, dude. So they all got $1,000 each as a settlement instead of the $5,000 back, most likely for the food part of it. Mm -hmm. The wine thing, they weren't quite sure about if it counted as premium. Boxed wine and decanters. Yeah, yeah. Drink it or dump it, they sued for not getting good enough wine. I'm drinking and dumping. Here's what. This is a class issue uh-huh. because 100%. these people who are spending $5,000 to go each, out to see, each. like, I understand it's a, it's a large chunk of change. Um, not something I want to do or could probably do right now, especially not with a, like a gang of friends, but you know, let's have some perspective here. A lot of really, really bad things have happened to wealthy people when they get on uh, sea vessels recently. <laughs> Um, and getting some boxed wine and some and some salmon that, and some questionable salmon is probably the best deal, you know, based on like other recent wealthy people going into the ocean. So, yeah, thank your lucky stars. Count yeah. your blessings. Drink your plump jack. And um, and uh, you yeah. know, honestly, you know that's the part that I'm that I'm dumping. Like I don't like the lawsuit. I'm kind of drinking that they brought the lawsuit, though. You know, could, you know, speak up for yourself. You know, if you see something, say something. If you see somebody <laughs> pouring wine out of a box, like you say something to someone. Now that <laughs> that is the most egregious part to me. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Wine decanters, because I mean, I feel like if you're going on a fishing expedition, the wines probably aren't going to be like amazing like even in first class the wines aren't that good you know business class uh-huh. wines aren't that good all the time no yeah. whatever i don't like cafe pacific but whatever yeah but i feel like your expectations for like quote unquote premium wine has to be lowered because yes. premium has no the definition is literally like the price point it's one of my least favorite words used to describe anything I know. It has to do with like the type of gas I have to put in my car, but also the fact that it, you're right. It's, you it's put a premium com- in your car. Yeah, it's, but it's like wait, a, what's eighty seven? Is that just regular unleaded? I believe just regular yeah. premium, and then what? I think um, like super unleaded or supreme, depending on where supreme. you're going. This is like ninety two. 
They should put the actual Supreme logo. Yeah, just change it. Everybody would put it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sick. They'd be like, I'm absolutely <laughs> just paying <laughs> burning, way more. I'm burning Supreme fossil fuels. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's cool. I'm burning Vetamins, uh, Raph Simmons fossil fuels right now. I don't oh know what God. your car uses, but <laughs> this shit costs $10,000. Um, this has all to do with the wine person thing in general at a certain point there is kind of like a that meme of the fork in the road with like the bright shining castle and the and like the dark gloomy castle but it's like becoming obsessed with like fancy things in general or just like understanding the quality of things yeah you know what i mean i see a lot of wine bros uh, who love premium wines who only ever post bottles in their left hand because their watches uh, are on that hand, right? Like, yeah. you're t- pre- guys, premium guys, like, you know, premium products. Lug- hashtag luxury, luxury lifestyle. Yeah, which, you know, life. I do ironically because I'm always bragging about my 2004 Acura. Wow. Um, that's a that's a lovely step up. It's a cool car. It's very cool. That's dope. And it cost me next to nothing, which is the best part about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. perfect condition. So like a Nas style automobile, which I, I think is great. I love it so much. Yeah. Leather seats? Um, yes. Ugh. They are leather. It's a great car. I love being in the side. Seat warmers, it has pre-programmed like positions yes. in the chair, so you just have to push a button and like I love know. and my some of my best memories are being in the passenger seat of an Acura, slid down in those leather seats, yeah. like smoking a joint while driving. Yes. <laughs> it's like it's with great. tinted windows, crap. Driving Ugh. a couch. Oh, I love you know it. What I mean, it's yeah. very dope. Instead, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get a compact. But. Mm-hmm. but you know, those new cars that I think your seats all action oriented, so you're yeah, always so you're engaged, alert. You know, yeah, you're right. I want a lazy boy, just slide back. Yeah, so you can't even see me from well, the window. We used to be a proper country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. We used to have morals. Make America accurate again. Well, okay, dumping it, killing yeah. it. I do, I will say to wrap up the the swindling of the Canucks, I do want to meet the owner of the business. I want to know what he's cooking up. It's hilarious to call yourself a chef and just not be one. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I feel like some but, uh, like, re- recent restaurants in Oakland closed because partially with that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, It'd be crazy exactly. to do something like that on the ocean. That would be crazy to be like, oh, we're a Michelin yeah. star chef. And it's like, oh, you were a back waiter at a Michelin star ref- restaurant that you got fired from. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Yeah. On the ocean. On the ocean, but yeah, national waters. That guy seems kind of dope. Like you know, maybe it's funny that you know he had that grift going on. It's very funny to do that grift and add a boat, um, which is just—it's really hard to drive for. Who knows? Maybe it was like boxed Chassagne Montrachet. You know? Yeah, he might have the things are changing. Maybe it's just like super like green, like three liters Chassagne Montrachet is actually like a three hundred dollar box of wine. Like who knows? We should. Yeah, and if so, we should help him counter sue. It's great to have a, a, a wine-related episode. Card, thank you again um, for keeping us on track there. We were able to, you know, taste some blind wine this time, kind of blind. I think, you know, we have the varietal and general uh, hemisphere. Uh, pulled off from the first sniff, but uh, that's totally fine. Yeah, Wine is delicious. Yeah, of course. Okay, so I just keep pouring it because it is really tasty. Um, yeah, it was a little hot to me at first, and now it's very flush and, and really, really approachable. It's got a great color to it. 
definitely has a little bit of, I don't think it has elevated alcohol. I still think it's probably about 13, five at most, at most. I think it's because the fruit is so delicate that that little, like it, it comes through, like the, the mid palate isn't as heavy as like kind of that alcohol feels at the end. Yeah. But the fruit is very right. Yeah. And it is really delicious and I can't stop drinking it. And I definitely think it's New World. I definitely think it's, you know, I want to definitely say it's Sonoma. Um, but I think that it's from the Russian River. Yeah, it's nervy and it's got, it definitely has like a, like yeah. a piquant like feel from the acid. If it was a acid. little bit darker, I would say it is for sure from the Russian River, but it's, uh, maybe it's the ring lights. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, you know, pretty, pretty dark and pretty shiny. Um, it's delicious. Uh, you want to see what it looks like? I want to see what it is. It's all dark cherries, a little bit of tea. You mentioned earlier that, uh, I look. you had, like, some I hate PSA this goddamn sock monkey. Oh, oh, Santa Cruz Mountains, Tessier. Okay. This is actually the second Tessier bottle I've had this week. I had um, a Syrah, 2021 Syrah. Mm-hmm. Somebody opened it on Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that. This one, I have to say, we did the class with her in May, April, March. In the springish. The wines were definitely much more in there. Like, they weren't as, like, relaxed as these are right now. Yes. Yeah, this has definitely changed into something a little yeah. bit more comfortable. Yeah, um, because I do remember that my remarks sitting after the tasting, I was like, "Well, they're natty, but they're also very clinical." I was getting yes. both of those things. Yeah, where it's like this tastes very much like identifiably nothing but fermented grape juice, but also really, really precise. Maybe you know, given her perceived acumen for you know, yeah. I mean, she does make these wines completely supernatural. I think she's yeah. a tiny, like a tiny bit of sulfur bottling or something like that. She's she really a sulfur when needed. Yeah. She said to leave it off if she can. Yeah. All High is acid. balanced. And it definitely, that's crazy because I was like, oh, it's from the Russian River because I was like, you know, there's yeah. angles and like, you know, tension. It's like, it's got, it's kind of, it's ripped, you know what I mean? Not muscular. Um, so. Lean. Uh, yeah, lean, lean. Like uh, Bruce Lee. Lean like Bruce Lee. Or Gavin Newsom. I I'm <laughs> Honestly, and I'm gonna sound like a little bleeding heart Clintonista. Um, nice. I would like to see him just take his shirt off. I would be mad at that. Like, I think he could be like Monkey Jesus at Easter in Dolores Park, and maybe like people would be like, "Yes, Monkey Jesus, old Silver Fox guy." He's kind of he's kind of hot. And you know what sure I don't like is his voice when he talks. Oh yeah, the like I'm about to laugh all the time. Maybe that's what maybe that's what it is. Maybe you cringe. just look at him like he's uh, he's, he's cringe. A smart, he's a smarmy. I mean, he is a smarmy guy. Yeah, but, I mean, he is like. Yeah, I've been at war with guys like Gavin Newsom for my whole life. On Twitter or like in the streets. In real life, in the streets, on Twitter, on forums. Unfortunately. In the in the ether, like in like stormfront, like inside my mind palace where I train. You know what I mean? It's like um, it's like the Dune training where you're like yes. in your in your Dune suit. Right. It, when I go to sleep, I enter a dojo and yeah. I fight in, like a dream generated Gavin Newsom. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. I get it. And I'm winning. Yeah. And I have been for years. He does seem like 
um, this is the first stage of what Mr. Burns turned into. Yeah. You know, just kind of like fingers, fingers up, steeple fingers. And um, my thing about him, but I don't think he's as delicious Tessier wine soon. But is that like, there's just no possible way that he's up, like, he's like, what's next is good. He's going to try, try to be present. Like, convince me that the next thing he does is going to be good. But, honestly, I do think, even though he is, like, a multi-millionaire, um, just, like, draped in wealth, governor of California, used to be the mayor, et cetera, et cetera, fourth generation, some Franciscan dad was, like, an accountant or a lawyer, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. I do think that there, there can be way worse presidents under somebody. You know what I mean? Way, way less nominees. He's like, you know. However, he did pay the Republican Party $500 when he was running for supervisor to put him on the slate of endorsements. Oh, nice. um, which, That's fine. Well, it also just shows, like, the Republican Party didn't care. He ran on... No, no, no. I think he ran on contested. Look, I don't know what 2024 is going to look like, because, frankly, um, everybody's been really quiet about it, what with um, Joe being in the shape that he is, and also Trump being basically in prison. If they're going to let him run his campaign, like, doing it from jail would be a lot funnier than doing it from Mar-a-Lago. I think that they'll probably just lock him up there. But what I will say that is, if Trump gets can and we get Vivek, I would love to see him and Gavin go. Because they have... Um, so it'll, yeah, be, it'll be like, it'll, like, it'll be like it's, an Eats East West of yeah. like rich, shitty guys. <laughs> that would be, that would actually um, be Because great. Vivek is like Indian Gavin and vice versa. Well, Vivek is fucking like Silicon Valley. I am the product of everything that you yeah. made happen. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. That's a... Vivek is like Bane. This is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Gavin is Batman, where he's fighting for the rich, but pretending it's for the people. I love this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. Vivek was born in the darkness that uh, Hey, uh, Sarah, when you get home, could you make a Vivek and a Bane mask type image macro for me? You can search on, like, parlor and you'll like, choose search Discord. And you'll oh, find it. yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's already been made. I mean, I don't think there's that many people. You'll find like a hey, hundred of them with Trump. If you're a Vivek Groiper, hit me up. I want to see what kind of images you've Are made. You <laughs> <laughs> the wine's great. Christy, thank you so much. Yeah, this wine is great. It's in a great place right now. Yeah. The wine has hit. That's right. I think that does it. Okay. Well, bye. Thanks for joining us again <laughs> for another episode of Slanted and Decanted. The only wine podcast that Cara and I produce with Sarah. (laughs) My name's London Breed. Oh. And and I'm Brooke Jenkins. And this has been San Francisco is a death spiral. (laughs) That's right. Oh, we didn't talk about any of that shit. Good. Which one of us is slanted? Which one of us is decanted? Um, I don't know. Mm. How about uh, today? Which one of us was slanted? Today I'm feeling decanted. And probably because I had so much wine at the event. You're feeling decanted? That's yeah. great. I'm feeling a little slanted.